0: Mr. Costa,
1: Good morning, Father Dave. How are you? I'm doing great today. Happy Thursday.
0: Happy Thursday. And it's not six o'clock in the morning right now recording. It's like 10
1: o'clock. Which is nice. We're a little bit awake. And the downside to that is that we are in a school day. So in the background, you're going to hear some bells going off <laughs> or horns or whatever they are. But um, there are no students today. There's no. Yeah, they're, they're remote today. They're doing a practice remote day, which I think many schools around the country are doing. Yeah, you know? yeah, just
0: to kind of stay sharp in that area. Yeah, so it's it's very odd. Going from having twelve hundred kids running through the building now, all excited at the role, but their friends yeah. and now having complete silence in the hallways today.
1: Do you know I taught my class today? Were you aware of that?
0: So, guys, I just he's bringing this up with a smirk on his face because I knew that he taught second period or B period here. I. And I had forgotten the bell schedule because there are new kids, no kids in here looking to like really cut class mm-hmm. or, or set up an appointment. So I'm I'm off on my schedule. So I keep hearing bells ringing. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, oh, we're in third period now. I look at my phone. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. We're in third period now. So I, I look at his, I go into his office and he, he's on his computer, which he always is with his back turned to me. Um, and I'm like, hey, when do you want to get together? And he goes, I'm teaching class right
1: now. <laughs> You know, you're the second person in that period to do it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's okay though. They liked seeing you more than they like seeing me, anyway. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I, I, I don't inspire deep thoughts. I just they see me as like, I'm derailing the topic and the conversation.
1: <laughs> I love my class. This is such a good class. I'm having I'm having a lot of fun in the classroom this year. Yeah. Oh, they're actually good. listening to you. Well, they're participating a lot. They're actually deep thinkers. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, it's actually been a pretty pleasurable experience. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we do it.
0: It is a fun topic, too. You teach scripture. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I do. I really do enjoy that topic. Yeah. 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 Um, So I know a few weeks ago you were down in Oklahoma.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I I think we had talked about this, Mm -hmm, that
1: you were going down. I don't think we've recorded since then.
0: We haven't recorded since then. Yeah. That's not my fault. That's your fault, uh, like always. Uh, so it was great because my sister had given birth in the, in the beginning of September and, uh, her first child and, uh, little Lilia, right. Uh, uh, what a beautiful little nugget. Uh-huh. So she had asked me and we had, uh, worked everything out with the pastor that, uh, that I could come down during, uh, Col- uh Columbus day weekend mm-hmm. and just spend some extended time down there, uh, with mom and dad mm-hmm. because they recently moved and my sister's down there now too, so, uh, and my brother is moving back, so we were emptying out the house with the U-Haul. A lot going team. on, back and forth. Yeah, back and forth, and I would fly down there, and then I would drive back <clears> with <throat> my brother's stuff in the U-Haul. It was a great weekend. It really was. Well, for those of you, we I want to bring this up, because the last time we recorded we the the topic and the theme for the for mass was it is easier for oh a right camel to go through, through the eye, of eye and... go through the eye of the needle uh, than it is for uh, as one to enter the kingdom of heaven right we
1: got some so we got some feedback on that got it was some feedback on that. positive I,
0: I honestly have to say that I uh, I gave you a lot of credit that weekend I thought that your your thoughts were very inspiring oh well, thank you great visuals mm-hmm. right so I stole it completely for the baptism. Okay. Oh, uh, you know, and we were going to have the baptism after the five o'clock mass down nice. there.
1: So what's it like saying mass in a different state?
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> <you jerk>. <laughs> <laughs> So he's bringing this up because he really wants me to look like a fool right now. Yep. So for those of you who remember uh, the last time we recorded, uh, we were talking about how, you know, the whole theme of, mm-hmm. of, you know, the eye of the needle was really this, you know, very thin door that was just really accessible for the camel, but you had to strip the camel down of all the good rid of the
1: possessions.
0: Yeah. So that was kind of ironic yeah. giving that of what I was doing. So it was about two 30 on Saturday and, uh, my father and I had loaded up all of my brother's, uh, uh, furniture and possessions in the U haul And we had a, a few hours to kill before the five o'clock mass. And and uh, my brother has an 85 inch flat screen TV. That was the only thing that that's he huge did. It, it, it was huge. Oh, my yes, gosh, it was huge. Uh, and I was nervous because that out of all of the furniture, obviously, that that's is the most breakable. He yes, it's the most breakable. And it's the one thing he didn't want to break. Yeah, so uh, so I had asked him where he got the TV. Mm-hmm. So he had told me, you know, there was a store about a half an hour away. Mm-hmm. So it, and he said he got a very 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 good deal on an 85 inch flat screen TV. Can't pass that up. Couldn't yeah. So uh, my TV's on the fritz, mm-hmm. uh, and I said it's time. Mm-hmm. It's time we got to expand. I had a 55 inch, but it was like on its way out, right. and I've had it for a number of years. Might as
1: well you have a truck.
0: I got a truck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm you know I'm not burning my my ma- my own money and gas. Mm-hmm. It's my brother's money. Mm-hmm. I'm in Oklahoma. Let's drive around for a little bit. So it's two 30. I eat lunch with my parents and I didn't want to sit around. It was a gorgeous day. I said, I'm going to buy a TV. Right? So I get in the, in in the truck. I said, I got the room for it. Mm -hmm. I go and I buy, I'm looking around in the store, which was about half an hour from my parents' house. We left at two 30. I get to the store and I'm looking around, I'm looking around. I lost track of time. Really? You? <laughs> That's got, stunning. Got the TV, 70-inch flat screen. Got okay. a super deal nice. on the TV. That's sweet. Did not put out that much money on okay. my own, right? It was mm-hmm. it was really sweet deal. So uh, I look at the time, and it's 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no.
1: Did you have to be somewhere at 5?
0: <laughs> I had to be at the church for the 5 o'clock mass. Oh, you were saying mass. <laughs> well, I was the concelebrant. Okay. Of, right. I think if I would have been there early – the, the pastor would have given me, mm-hmm. you know, the the master. Yeah, yeah. So I take off down the highway. I am. I got a twenty foot box truck, mm-hmm. U haul, and I am flying on the highways in Oklahoma.
1: These TVs are rattling around in the back.
0: <laughs> so I take off and I get to my parents' house at four forty five. Okay, but I was in shorts and a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to change, so i like I change really quick, I get in my mom's car and I take off. I am possibly a little reckless okay, but like here's the thing: they don't really have bad traffic there, right, but when they have um when they have a train go by it the it's it's coal cars. So the trains are not the regular trains that we see here.
1: I've seen those in visiting my son in South Carolina. Yeah. They go on for miles. We're not used to that here they in the North. They go on for miles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm in the car at 4:50. 50. Mm-hmm. The church is only six minutes away. Mm-hmm. I get stuck at the train for five minutes.
1: So you're, you're minus one minute now if I did my math, and right? I
0: don't have the cell phone for the priest. Okay. Uh, because I don't know if I actually called the right number, or he never, he didn't give me the cell mm-hmm. phone number. So the train goes by. I get I get to the parish. Believe it or not, at four fifty nine.
1: Okay.
0: I'm walking into the front doors of the mm-hmm. church, and I hear the music playing, and the doors are closed. The priest had already walked up the aisle. Mm-hmm. He looks at me because now we're in Oklahoma. There's only fifty people in this church because mm-hmm. we're in the Bible Belt. Nobody's yeah. Catholic. And he says, Oh father, you made it.
1: Oh man, everybody turned around, and stared.
0: <laughs> stared. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everybody who was there <laughs> stared. Turned around, look at me. Now my sister is like very upset of because uh You embarrassed told... her. Yeah, I embarrassed yeah. her because she's sitting in the front row with her husband, yeah. my brother in law, and the baby. And the rest of and all of his family. So we had to wait about four minutes.
1: Wow, till you vested it up. So I
0: vested up. I was throwing everything on. So we celebrate mass uh, the deacon preached, he did a beautiful job. And, uh, at the, uh, after mass, Mm -hmm. we, uh, we had the baptism. So the homily that I gave was that we have to rid ourselves of possessions. Stop it. (laughs) We have to, and I gave the whole image of what you talked about, you know, about the camel, we got to strip the camel down to get, to get it in through the door. And that's what I was talking about. All
1: the while you're late because you were buying a 70 inch TV.
0: And only one person knew that i was buying a 70 inch tv my, wow. my justification is though that i would have snuck that through the door uh-huh. i would have got it through the door right so we were, i was late for mass and we had to hold up the congregation from praying
1: because you were buying a big because screen i was
0: buying a flat screen tv
1: <laughs> that is a classic <laughs> And you know, one week after we we talked about what you were saying, we talked about which detached, was accurate.
0: Detached from possession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it. Yeah, no, it. Yeah, that's that's exactly how that went down.
1: Sometimes you fascinate me. I wonder what it's like to be you, like how that <laughs> mind works. <laughs> but here's where I'll give you credit. You know the the what do they call it? The gospel of prosperity. <laughs> that that, that garb <laughs> yes. that garbage stuff that people preach. If right, God yeah, will he'll give, he'll you more, Jesus yeah, give you your, more, yeah, He'll give you more stuff. Abundance. Yeah, what I like about the way you presented is like, no, this is on me. This is,
0: <laughs> this is totally. You were not
1: even trying to justify it, so I, I do respect you for that.
0: So, so Costa can be stoic at times, mm-hmm. and uh, for all of you out there who don't know him, and but there are moments that if you if you get him by surprise, he mm-hmm. will burst out into laughter. True. And so when I told him that story, he it out into laughter and said. You have to lead into that for the next podcast. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Because
0: he really, not only because he thinks it's funny, but he also sees this as public shame on my face.
1: A little bit. (laughs) Um, And it was really, there's also, it was a good story in and of itself. There's really no sports to talk about. New York football teams are terrible. It looks like the World Series is going to be the Astros and the Braves which is horrible. I can't stand the Braves. Who cares? Me. I don't care about either of those no. teams. And I know I just offended people. I don't care. It's and it's there's like friends of mine are rooting for them as opposed to the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Yeah. And it's their fault.
0: It's their fault. Pretty much. I, yeah. You know, like once, once, once the, the Mets were clearly out of contention Yeah, and I don't have to worry about the Tigers for another few years. They're yeah. now you're, you're safe on that. one. I'm safe on that
1: one. Yeah. Um, and the so,
0: giants are terrible.
1: The um, New York football, giants. New York football times. See, it was fascinating to know the, the Dodger giant playoff series, uh, one team had to leave. And, but it's weird though, that I, I really thought once the Dodgers got past the giants, they were going to be fine with the Braves. And that doesn't look like that's happening, but it's not over yet. We'll see.
0: I know. We'll, we'll see I know, what happens. And nobody really cares about hockey. So. Well,
1: <laughs> hockey season's <laughs> just starting and we will certainly be, uh, we will certainly be uh, talking about that more and more or, by we, I mean me. <laughs> hey, I want to give a shout out to uh, SJB graduate, uh, Kimmy, who, who's who been listening to us in in Baltimore. So thank you for that. We miss you here. Yes, um, we do. Yep.
0: Yes, we do. Miss that smile.
1: So um, I, I've spent a lot of time in Baltimore. I haven't really told you about this because I like to go to Camden Yards to see the Orioles. I go with my it's kids. It's a great place to yeah, watch baseball. Yeah, it's right. really good. Do you know I was there one time? and my youngest son thomas was probably about 12 or 13 so after the game it's right near the um the harbor the inner harbor so after the game we go to the inner harbor and we're like online for something and it's all like really strangely dressed people all around us like we're noticing this like in kind of like weird costumes like dragons and stuff so i casually say to my we had two sons with me there uh, liam and thomas I said, is there like a nerd convention going on <laughs> how thomas actually knows this he goes no dad he said they're bronies i said what's a brony so a brony are do you are you familiar with this i have no idea they are adults who follow my little pony and there was oh. a my little po- pony convention going on and this for the rest of the time in baltimore fascinated me <laughs> So I was trying to like take pictures of them because I needed to document this. (laughs) So what Thomas would do, it would would be like in this area and he would say, dad, pretend to take a picture. So I would like, he would stand out like, you know, 20 feet away and I could move the camera. (laughs) So I was really taking a picture of him, but taking a picture of the bronies. Kids are genius. So. (laughs) But there, it's actually he takes it's, after his mother. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but there is a um, there's a whole documentary on it. It's actually kind of sad. It's yeah. you know what it is. It's you know when you watch a the documentary, they're looking for inclusion and looking for community. It's what everybody looks for. Yeah. But it's kind of. A, Aren't we all looking for that? Oh no! Yeah, we are. Yeah. But to, to find it in in such a way is it's just yeah. it's kind of sad. Um, but that's that's my take on it. So. Spent wedding. a lot of time in baltimore
0: okay yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: actually my wedding you know you know here's, here's another thing do you know my wife and i picked our wedding date based on the preakness
0: are you kidding
1: me yeah but not how you would think <laughs> i'll make this short because we actually have an agenda here um <clears throat> we um for years i worked the kentucky derby and the preakness in baltimore kentucky derby was wonderful as much as i really loved baltimore i hated the preakness it was a dump they may have fixed it up pimlico park they may have fixed it up it was a dump and I would be down there, you know, working in this park for a week. And um, so 1995 comes up. We know we're getting married. And it we, like doing this, like you very rarely pick important days of your life. They're given to give you the birth of your children, whatever it might be. Your ordination, you didn't pick your ordination date, you know. Right. So this is like, a, like we were thinking, well, wow, we're actually getting to pick a significant date. But I didn't want to work the Preakness again. So <laughs> we scheduled our wedding for a week before the Preakness so I wouldn't have to go down. That's where it came from.
0: It didn't really matter. Anything else didn't matter. What you no. really, what your wife wanted, or yeah, most importantly,
1: no, no, she wanted me there. She wanted me at the oh, wedding. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably regretting that now. But and I wanted, I wanted to be there. Years now. Uh, Twenty-six actually.
0: Twenty-six.
1: Yeah. So I wanted to be there for the wedding too. So we we picked. It. So some people pick their significant dates based on their wanting to be at a sporting event i picked mine for the opposite reason
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i did not want to be at it so we thought we talked a little bit today about the desire for god based on the gospel that's coming up um this week and i'm not sure when you're going to be hearing this by the time it's edited it may have happened already but um the the uh, blind man bartimaeus you know and what do you, you know what I think of? I tell you when I, when I hear Bartimaeus. What? Paul Bart, the mall cop. Why? Because the name sounds familiar. <laughs> and I actually looked it up today. It means son of Timaeus, which I didn't get. Now I get it's like bar, B A R is son of.
0: <laughs> which is a very funny movie, I think, by the way.
1: But that's where my mind initially goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, babe. Okay, so why don't we start by reading the gospel? Uh, For this upcoming Sunday comes from Mark chapter 10, uh, 46 to 52. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And many rebuked him telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up, Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak and sprang up and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him in reply, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus told him, go your way. Your faith has saved you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed him on the way.
1: <clears throat> so you were mentioning this, Tuesday night. We had adoration here and you were talking about that. Um, and I thought it had some interesting little nuggets that I had never thought about regarding this this particular reading.
0: Yeah, I, I mean there, it's it's so it's so rich um and and filled with uh so much depth. Um, yeah. um you know the the theme of conversion uh, uh folks out there uh if you ever get the chance um uh Bishop Barron has a, a really good uh talk and, and series on conversion of of biblical characters. Um and and one of them is Bartimaeus. Oh, really? And it's just it, it really is outstanding. Um, so if you get the opportunity uh, on the Word on Fire uh, website, or just look up anything from Bishop Barron regarding Bartimaeus, uh, it's I think it's by far one of his mm-hmm. best talks about the spirit of conversion. Um, but uh, I you know I, I I try to we've been trying to really help the the students you know, bring to life some of these gospel figures uh that are in the in the uh in the scriptures here and really try to i mean i know it's the job of of you know priests and 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 religious um but also too as as religion teachers to to w- without abusing uh the discipline of theology trying to highlight and relate the scriptures mm. to uh Two individuals um so that so that it's relatable and it, and it's not it's not far so away.
1: those stories mean something to me they're not just right. stories they're, right. cause they're partially my story exactly yeah. so
0: you know in, in the job of of a preacher and, and i do believe as a, a theologian um it, that it it's it's our job it's 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 been it's been our call from the lord mm-hmm. <clears throat> to to break open these passages and help and help uh, the people uh, are first, for, first and foremost, ourselves, you know, to be open with that spirit of acceptance, to see where we can relate to first these biblical figures, but then also to, to, to help those that we've been entrusted to, to see where there are connections in our life, uh, to these, to these figures. And I, you know, I, I think the, I think for me, the thing that has been, uh, really crying out to my soul is that Bartimaeus here, I think we have to just take into account, like what is Bartimaeus? How is Bartimaeus acting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, given the context of where he is, uh, that he is right outside the walls of Jericho. He's outside this major city. Uh, and it's, you know, in the in the Gospels, uh, um, you know, there there's John makes a difference in his gospel. <clears throat> difference between a blind man and a man born blind and this
1: i think this is significant you pointed it out the other night
0: yeah and i think i think that uh you know when we hear a man born blind john is alluding to really that 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 taboo Mm -hmm. uh, that you know that people thought that that man was born blind uh was suffering from really the the effects of of his ancestors sins yep and that it had been, you know, kind of dropped on him mm-hmm. and that this man was definitely cursed because if he was born blind, yeah, then he <clears throat> definitely doesn't deserve God. God was
1: taking out, taking it out on him,
0: taking out his. Yeah. Hip. Yeah. The, those ancestral
1: sins. Sometimes you hear remnants of that. People say those things today. It's always disturbing so, to me.
0: Oh, yeah. But we hear that today, too. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I think that because I did this in my life that, yeah. is, you know, this calamity happened. Or right. Right. And that's just not how yeah. that's not how God works. No. You know, uh, but you know, when shame is involved in guilt, then we, you know, we look to justify Right. Why? What but, I have this,
1: this, this, uh, we'll just stay on this point for just two seconds. Um, we were down in Peru years ago. It was one of the first years we were there and there was a, a well-meaning, but misguided aide that was telling one of the little boys, um, that if she's a if he's a good boy god will take away his pain. And right. and the students came to me like all upset like cuz they like in they just in their gut they knew that was wrong. I had right. to sure them know what she said was wrong. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and and I think that's why it's very important for you and I and and for others who have been given the great gift of of this discipline. Yeah. Uh, of, of, you know, being able to break open the scriptures yeah, absolutely. that we do it uh, and we don't mislead people. Right. Right. You know, yeah. uh, in, in who God is and how much he loves us and, and how really the world works and, and, you know, how we have to see that through the light of scripture. Yeah. Uh, but in this passage, Mark is saying that he is a blind man. So it, it leads us to believe that, you know, from from all other accounts that this man m- might have possibly had Mm -hmm. his sight right at one point that he was independent that he might have had a career Mm -hmm. that he he might have had a little bit of a success in Mm -hmm. his own life uh and uh and and, you know like he wasn't you maybe as as obviously because he was blind he maybe with with whatever he was when he had his sight he wasn't as dependent on people uh and now we hear him on the side of the road with You know 2000 years ago obviously technology isn't what it was Mm -hmm. um and and some and science wasn't as developed then so this man is is really looking at you know our lord as his savior to his problem right so you know we're trying to highlight to the students that like how do you think that cry was when we read it in the gospel yeah i i don't want to make it very dramatic But I have to believe that a man who's heard that there's this miracle work of going around curing people of their illnesses, getting people to walk up you know, mm-hmm. upright, and, and everybody's talking about this guy. I, I got to imagine that with a sizable crowd, there's a lot of noise. That this well, guy wasn't saying, "Jesus, son of David, have right. mercy on me." He wasn't saying this. I gotta believe that he's yelling at the top of his lungs.
1: I I think so just for the, the, the physical act of being heard, you know, people are listening to this right now all over the country, but I'm going to use a very New York reference here, but I think you'll understand. I'm thinking of the corner of like 30, 31st and 6th Avenue, I think or 33rd and 6th Avenue where Penn station is, you know, uh, Penn stations, if you're not from this area, major, major transportation hub um, thousands upon thousands of people walking by any minute, you got to be loud you if be you want to be heard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and I got to think Jericho is similar to that. Like you said, you prefaced it by saying Jericho was a major city. It was. Yeah.
0: You know? And, uh, and especially at that time, you know, it says that he was outside the walls of Jericho. So yeah. he's probably, probably at the gate yeah. that we were describing a yeah. couple of weeks ago, something similar to that. The doors were open, people yep. were coming in and out, like, but he a couldn't
1: muscle be muscle. timid
0: but he could not be timid there yeah. because like at the end of the day this man is he's he's hearing that the answer to his problem mm-hmm. could possibly be walking right by he might right. have been he- hearing about what he was doing in other towns and villages mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the ability to get there on his own right so now this person's going to be you know this miracle worker mm-hmm. is coming i got to imagine with all the energy in his body yeah he's looking to be acknowledged.
1: Yep. And, and, you know, calls him over, you know, rather dramatically. And I, I think Jesus and I I haven't come to a conclusion on what I think about this um, or how I, not what I think about it, but how I think about it. Jesus has him. What do you want me to do for you? Mm -hmm. You know? And I, and as I'm, I'm kind of thinking out loud about this is Jesus. I'm sure had a sense. He wants him to get his eyesight back, but not assume that, right. you know, there might be other things that are more pressing in his life. Maybe it was a need for forgiveness. Maybe it was a need to talk, but I, 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 the more I think about it, the more I kind of like it, I'm not just going to assume the thing you want is your sight back. It's, right. you know, if I did assume it, it would be understandable, but you actually might want even more than that. But yeah. the guy does reply. You know, he says, Does, I, "I would, you know, I would like my sight back."
0: And 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 Bishop Barron gives a beautiful answer, uh, as to as to that actual response why Jesus asks him that. But I'm not going to tell you what that is, uh, because I think that's worth listening to him because <laughs> he's far more articulate than the two of us. Yeah, uh, and I think by by the way that that it would be a very It would be a very beautiful, uh, I think it would be a very beautiful spiritual uh, experience to be able to listen to him on on this particular gospel passage. Um, But, you know, we were talking about this, you know, the the other day uh, in in reference to um, part of the 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 social problem that we have, uh, you know, in our world right now, and, and especially amongst a lot of our students is is the the being noticed yeah being acknowledged yep being seen Mm -hmm. and i think there's something very beautiful here that like people this crowd i mean think it could be hundreds of people are are telling this guy to shut up Mm -hmm. and not make a scene
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and yet you know probably just being reduced to just a beggar. Yeah. You know, I think I he think in this couldn't gospel, have worked. Yeah, I think in this gospel, he couldn't work and he was totally dependent on other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mark gives him his dignity back by by telling us what this blind man's name name was. was.
1: That's a huge thing that Mark includes. Like he has, he, yeah, he
0: gives the man dignity. Right. Mm-hmm. In reference to that. So we're probably just thinking that this guy just was known throughout the city or the that area as the blind man Mm -hmm. who was just dependent on a loaf of bread or a couple of shekels to get by.
1: That's the point you, you had me thinking the other night, um, during adoration is that the, the need we all have not to be ignored, um, not to feel like we don't exist. And like you said, we deal with it every day, but I, I don't think that's just a teenage dynamic. I think all of us hate that, that feeling of being, um, not even noticed.
0: Yeah. And and I mean, I I think I think that is in all areas of our life. I Mm -hmm. think that I think that on some level, on some level, I'm not going to say that I don't want to put us all and generalize us all Mm -hmm. into the same basket. But I think on some level, when a boss at work uh, says that we did a good job, Mm -hmm. like. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that I don't like that. Right. Of course. You know, whether yeah. or not that, that particular individual holds any weight in my life. Yeah. The fact that the boss said that you did a good job,
2: yeah.
0: you know, we're, we're happy about that. That's definitely going to make, if you do a gratitude list, it's definitely going to be. Yep. You're your appreciated,
1: bracket, and, appreciated. And it was noticed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, or I would imagine on some level, a, a spouse, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you come home you're acknowledged or yep. appreciated for doing some of the little things or whatnot, right? Oh, absolutely. Do you ever get appreciated? <laughs> All the time. Yeah, maybe I should ask this the other way. Do you appreciate her?
1: Definitely, but you know, one of the- You definitely married up. Oh, I know I did. <laughs> that That's the whole problem. But you also know me well enough to know that I often will have a conversation in my head between two people. <laughs> yeah. I just don't often let the other person know what the conversation was. <laughs> Cause you, you've been on, no, the... I've
0: been, I've been on the receiving end of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately my wife has been for 26 years too. So <laughs> appreciate her more than, you know, could I do a better job saying it? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I do say it, I just don't say it out loud.
0: <laughs> but I mean, like, what about, uh, you know, being on a, on a particular, um, a, a, a team or, mm-hmm. you know, or any particular like yeah. hobby that you are mm-hmm. involved in? Like, we, we want that. Yeah. That sense of acknowledgement, that sense of acceptance, yeah, and and I think it's I think it's real to say that this man in this gospel, Bartimaeus, is not getting that
1: right, right. And I think the fact that he received it from Jesus, and it probably goes back to Jesus' question of "What do you want me to do for you?" Um, might have um, as much to do with that as it has to do with giving giving the person sight back.
0: Yeah, I mean, and once again, you've heard us talk about this too. Every time that every time in the scriptures, and I think we just have to keep reiterating this point that every time in the scriptures when Jesus has a physical healing present, it always is symbolic mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and brings to the forefront that there was a greater spiritual healing in yeah. that person. Yeah. So sight here can be the, the this, you know, being seen, mm-hmm. you know, being restored, that wound being healed of being seen, like it's, it's a, you know, the, the sense of conversion, like he sees now, like this blind beggar as, as Baron would, Bishop Barron would talk about of conversion of, of seeing the right way to live one's life. And, um, so sight means something so deeply spiritual here as well.
1: Besides the literal, absolutely. And I think it also calls into question of what we preface the show by saying of how much do we want God? Yeah. You know, is is God just the the idea? And I'll use that word specifically. The idea of someone we should be attuned to, someone we should should be in our conscience, or do we really want God? Because when we really want God, that that comes at a great benefit of incredible peace and happiness, yeah. but it it also comes with the cross. Yeah. You know, and that's all that's all through scripture. Um,
0: Yeah. So so, and I think you bring up a great point. Like what is like, you know, like what is uh, what is the extent of of our desire? And I I think if we we recognize what happens in the scriptures, uh, uh, that it it happens exactly in our own lives. Like Jesus comes into this man's existence Mm -hmm. that God walked right him, he came and he broke into Bartimaeus's reality, and he gave Bartimaeus the opportunity to respond to that. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, I, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Like, God is there. Like, Jesus is walking by, totally aware of Bartimaeus's presence. Yeah, but at the same time, like any relationship, he he wants that. He wants us. To desire Him, yeah. Like He will break in. He's the initiator, mm-hmm. but then He wants our response.
1: Yeah, invitation and free will.
0: Yeah, and so I think when we go back to that 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 cry, like Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me, like, and we understand that He's crying out from the depths of His soul, mm-hmm. and He's crying it out more than one time. Right. That Jesus stops and says, you know, like, bring Him here. Right. You know, like he heard the cry of his soul, Mm -hmm. like he heard that cry and and he was going to acknowledge that.
1: Yeah. And I think that that real cry for God and for God to be in our life is is a difficult one for us. And, you know, I'll often reference we don't have a great sense. We, We know numbers of who's listening to us. We don't have really have a great sense of demographics or anything like that. What I do know is the entire listening audience, whether it's North America or a few places in Europe are are first world. Mm -hmm. And I I bring that for a reason because I think it's much harder in the first world to be able to cry to God with that, that guttural sense of, I really need you because we are sometimes the I can't say that word, but you know what I mean? Right. By, by the things around us. And, and forgetting that we really need God because we might have some of our more comfortable things in our lives taken care of for us. Yeah. And,
0: and also to uh, this, especially in America, this sense of autonomy. Yeah. You know, we like we need to do this on our own. We need mm-hmm. to be fully independent. This is what it means to be an American. And this is what it means to be successful. And yeah, that's not the scriptures. That's not the no. gospel message at all. No. So when we see this guy completely dependent. I yeah. think he, I think Bartimaeus gives us a great example of how we should be crying out every day from our soul yeah. to our Lord, you know, asking for his assistance.
1: That's a really interesting point. If Bartimaeus was in America, he might be seen as being weak.
0: <laughs> yeah, <that> right. <laughs> but I, is it this this sense of, you know, when when we say that we we need, you know, people are sympathetic to it. But like there is this sense that like, oh, you know, you really should be able to do this on your own.
1: Yep. Yep. There's a there's a quote I have here from St. Bede Bede. okay, Um, And he says, no one is to be driven away. From the partial goodness of what he possesses already, but rather stirred up to that which he has not yet attained. Mm. Right stirred up to so not be afraid of what we haven't done, but think about all that can be done. And naturally I, I think the heart of the humanity that that Bartimaeus has and the heart of humanity that we all have to be driven back to God and to say to God, please have me. Uh please let me be with you. Let me give you my heart because that's going to tell me ultimately how I am most happy, most yeah. content. Not always easy. Yeah but most happy and most content. I was thinking, I was thinking of this analogy, um, my, you know, for years I have four children, as you know, my wife and I have four children and for years we were always the couple with the young kids. And now we're tra- kind of transitioning out of that, you know, transitioning out of that. And we've had children in college. Some have been in college and are home now Some are away in college. You start to evaluate who you are as a parent, as your role as a parent changes and the, the calls or the texts that will come in, um, dad, do you have a minute. Can you help me think this out? Or if it's a help with a, a paper or it might be like an interview or there's something wrong with the car, like you cherish that. I'm bet you, your dad would be able to to speak to this as as I he has imagine. watched his yeah. kids grow. Oh, right. Yeah. But yeah. you want to be, it's, it's never a burden or it's like, oh geez, now I gotta, you know, go help with this issue. It's never that it's like, wow, this is a, this is, this is wonderful. Cause this is who I am. I, I, and I, I often, so I could say that from being a father, but I could also say as being a son of God, uh, a child of God, we praise it that way, right? <laughs> I'm not God's other son, a child of God that, um, I might be reluctant mm-hmm. to, to go with that same type of, um, that same type of vitality, that, that same type of, really God, I need you. Yeah. You know, because whatever, I might not realize I need God at the moment. Um, I'm sure in my mind is so my, I, you know, God has enough stuff going on right now. He doesn't need what, (laughs) what I have. I'm sure that's back there too, you know? So there's like this, this juxtaposition in my own head, Mm -hmm. you know, so one level understanding another level. We talked about this last week too. um, Living it out. It's, there's a difference there. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, but I think there's like, there, there is, the blessing here, the, just to, to get back to what you were talking about, um, it, the, the the blessing of you know being in that vulnerable position mm-hmm. of saying, hey, you know, saying to ourselves, like, I got to let go of this control. I ha- I can't do this on my own. Right. I need somebody greater than myself to help me out of this. Mm-hmm. And I and I think it it lends itself to like once we allow ourselves into that vulnerability, that our Lord never abandons it. Right. Now, will it be spot on at the moment that we ask for uh, the way this happened for Bartimaeus? Probably not. Right. Not going to deny that it can't happen on the moment's notice. Sure, on that moment. But for some people, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And and but our Lord hears the cry, and He heals the wounds. Over time, and I, and I think that when we do that, I think a lot of us find the healing uh, of whatever it is, but I think specifically for the theme of what we're talking about today, you know, that the, the healing of knowing that somebody who knows everything about us, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, still appreciates us, still loves us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: still sees us. Um, still is concern for us mm. that like that never changes uh, and and I think when we know that we have those kind of people in our corner uh, that helps us and that's healing but to know that that comes from the Lord as well mm-hmm. that our Heavenly Father uh, sees that um, all of us you know sees everything about us and still wants to see us yeah for who we are i think great healing it takes place within us you know
1: i i there's not too much i could add to that because you said it very well one thing i was thinking about as you were saying it suddenly the instagram likes don't really matter right you know i don't care about that's how you practically live it out i don't just care about those things anymore there's right. such a wonderful freedom with that yeah
0: there is and i like to know that like at work or at school when you put your when you put your best foot forward you know either at work or or at school here to know that yeah, as long as you put the best foot forward and you know you did the best you can mm-hmm. with that kind of understanding about who god is in your life then the world is not a complete calamity yeah and you don't put all the weight in other broken people
1: Yeah, yeah it could keep uh it could certainly keep you from from despair yeah you know yeah um and and knowing there's more there um there's a, a quote I found here from Paul's letter to the Romans, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and revered and worshiped the creature instead of the creator. Yeah. Is that, and that's so true. I think we, it's something we unfortunately do a lot. Yeah. You know,
0: and and I think, I think this, I think part of the site, you know, part of the spiritual healing, I won't say it's all of the spiritual thing, because I think there's multi layers to Bartimaeus healing, but I definitely think that part of the healing that he receives is the sight of of seeing that there that our heavenly father sees him, loves him, appreciates him, Mm -hmm. uh, accepts him and uh, and wants to be on this journey with him.
1: Mm -hmm. So much of what we're talking about, really, we can't go here right now, but uh, lends itself into the prodigal son story. Right. You know,
0: a whole nother thing.
1: I'm sure we have enough people asleep already, and I, I think don't think so. if, I, I think, think we did a good job. I mean, up. this is
0: if they're actually still listening to them, uh, we might actually have to send them a paycheck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should put a disclaimer on about listening while driving.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, this is <laughs> completely yeah. or cooking in the house.
1: Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so anything you want to add,
2: or
0: well. I, um, I think that part of the theme too here, uh, that we would like to end in a, you know, a unique way. We've never done this before, and hopefully this could be something that we can believe to, it or not believe it or not, is maybe pray yeah. <laughs> to end out this session.: There's a thought.: And uh, the Dear Sisters of Life uh, based in, in New York City are uh, they're amazing and we have a great relationship with them. And they have constructed uh, what is the litany of trust you can go on the sisters of life website for this resource. Uh, you can find it online. Uh, we have a uh, booklets here at St. John's. Uh, so if you, if you want, we can send that out to, you. uh, they gave us a whole bunch of them. So we have, a, yeah, we have a, a lot. A, yeah. A great abundance of them. And we're just going to pray this litany of trust and, uh, just listen to the words. Uh, this is a very powerful prayer. And, um, I think it it really lends itself to the very theme of allowing ourselves to be acknowledged and Mm seen by our Lord and our Lord coming through on that. So here we go. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. From the belief that I have to earn your love,
2: deliver me, Jesus,
0: from the fear that I am unlovable,
2: deliver me, Jesus,
0: From the false security that I have what it takes,
2: deliver me, Jesus.
0: From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute,
2: deliver me, Jesus.
0: From all suspicion of your words and promises,
2: deliver me, Jesus.
0: From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you,
2: deliver me, Jesus.
0: From refusals and reluctancies in accepting your will.
2: Deliver me, Jesus.
0: From anxiety about the future.
2: Deliver me, Jesus.
0: From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past.
2: Deliver me, Jesus.
0: From restless self-seeking in the present moment.
2: Deliver me, Jesus.
0: From disbelief in your love and
2: presence deliver me jesus
0: from the fear of being asked to give more than i have
2: deliver me jesus
0: from the belief that my life has no meaning or worth
2: deliver me jesus
0: from the fear of work up uh, from the fear of what love demands
2: deliver me jesus
0: from discouragement
2: deliver me jesus
0: in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen, amen. Hopefully that prayer can uh, can be a, a somewhat of a guide and, and help you uh, in, in your future here with our relationship with our Lord. Yep.
1: Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time.
0: God bless, guys.
1: If you would like to contact Father Dave or me, Please follow us on Facebook at Locust and Wild Honey. We appreciate your comments on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please tell us what you think and share with your friends.